Up next, Biz 503, the Portland-centric podcast for startups and small businesses. We believe it, we live it, and there's something about Brand Portland that has taken a meteoric rise in our world. Welcome to Biz 503, the Portland startup and small business podcast from Portland Radio Project. I'm PRPFM co-founder Rebecca Webb. And I'm Wendy Cotella, business coach, startup mentor, and teacher. And as a business coach, I've seen the challenges that many women entrepreneurs have had to navigate to grow their businesses. Education, mentorship, and funding opportunities are all in short supply for women entrepreneurs. That's why two women who know a lot about the challenges of starting a business are joining us today in the studio. Please welcome Renee Shea, Deputy Director of Accelerate Fund in Portland, an organization that mentors, educates, and funds Oregon-based women entrepreneurs. Renee, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Hi. Hi. And Miriam Barosi is the CEO and founder of Portland-based Spella Cosmetics and a member of the fund's first cohort of entrepreneurs. Welcome, Miriam. Hi, thank you. So glad you're here. So Renee, let's start with you. Can you kind of set the stage? What is the problem in terms of women entrepreneurs getting funding? Sure. So the overall problem is that uh, number one, they're not getting funding. Number two, they're not getting support. Um, there's a lot of statistics around it. They're super depressing. 97% of VC funds are going to men. 95% of small business loans are going to men. Um, so that's the sad part. <laughs> but the exciting part is it means there's a great opportunity. There is a substantial part of the population not getting funded and supported properly through education and mentorship. And so that's what we're here to do. And Miriam, you're a member of the first cohort of the Accelerate Fund. Can you tell us a little bit about your company and what attracted you to applying for the Accelerate Fund? Yeah. So my company, Spella Cosmetics, launched about a year ago in October 2016. And my background is in practicing law. So I did have a background as well in my family business, but it was such a different world. It was in the grocery and wholesale food world. And there are a lot of aspects of running a business that I'm not familiar with. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the financial stuff, marketing, especially in this world of digital marketing that's constantly changing. And Accelerate was providing a really structured curriculum from women who had experience in running businesses and women from the educational side. Mm -hmm. And so it felt like this really cohesive, wonderful program that would teach me the basics that I really needed to get my business really thriving. The sort of the formal curriculum structure of getting, you know, business foundational skills for your empire building that you didn't necessarily get <laughs> on the job as a lawyer. Absolutely. Got it. Exactly. Yeah. How did you go from being a lawyer, though, to going in the cosmetics <laughs> business? I'm intrigued. So I had always wanted to own my own business. And when I was about 15, I had thought that I would love to start a cosmetics company, but it really felt a little bit like a pipe dream at that point. Um, I went on through school. I ended up going to law school practicing law. And I liked it, but I didn't love it. And one day I was talking to my dad saying, you know, I'm not 100% happy and I think I'd like to start a business. And he says, well, you wanted to start a makeup company when you were young. Why don't you do that? That's amazing. <laughs> so great. Snowballed, yeah. And you're now in anthropology and uh, free people, I think, right? Yeah. And J. Crew for the holidays. Yeah, so not bad after a year yeah. of launching, right? Yeah, thank you. It's amazing. 
So Renee, tell us about Accelerate Fund. You know, what are your bullet points that you want to highlight about the fund? Sure. So uh, as we mentioned, Miriam is part of our first cohort in our accelerator program. And what that is, it's a 12-month accelerator program designed for women entrepreneurs who have businesses that are scalable. They're looking to grow nationally or internationally and their post-revenue. So they're already um, out to the market and they've started making sales. And uh, the goal is to you know, support these women. Um, the word structure has come up several times and <laughs> it's a word near and dear to my own heart. Uh, so having that structured support is very key. The concierge model sometimes works, but we find it's actually more successful with women to have this structured model as well as um, peer support groups. So we've got a cohort of 22 participants that Miriam's a part of. And then we break those cohorts down into peer support groups of five to six participants. And so Wendy has actually very kindly donated her time, and she's one of the mentors for those peer support groups. And so women are getting together as a full cohort in the classroom, as well as those smaller peer support groups. And that's the year-long accelerator program. That includes the education and the mentorship and the peer support. And then we're in the process of developing a debt fund for women entrepreneurs. So in addition to this educational support, we actually want to be able to go in there and write checks to them. Um, so take a keep an eye out for that this year. That's incredible. Um, Renee, talk to me about the idea around mentorship within the Accelerate Fund. So you mentioned the word mentors. And mm -hmm. one of the things that I have heard so many women business builders say is that I don't have a roadmap or I don't have a blueprint for how I do this. Yeah. I have this passion. You know, I want to do it. I'm ready to go, uh, but I don't know how to do it. And I'm thinking specifically about, for example, uh, another mentor, Lori Spencer, yes. who founded and then successfully exited from Oregon Chai. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we have, you know, other food and bev people, women who are in the cohort, yep. who are able to learn from this mentor. It's incredible. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So Lori is fantastic. Um, and we actually had the opportunity to share her whole, or not her entire story, but <laughs> a large portion of her story with the whole cohort at our third session this past Friday. Um, so the goal for the mentors is to make sure that we have somebody in place who has been in the entrepreneur's shoes to some degree. Um, they may not have experienced everything that these women entrepreneurs have had, but um, they've experienced a part of it. And they're a key interface to help to bring other people into the group. Um, so, Wendy, I believe you and I have had conversations. I've had conversations with Lori and our other two mentors about, you know, what are the skills that this specific group of five to six women has that they need support on? Uh, so we have the curriculum, you know, we have added sessions, but there are times and, you know, depending on age and stage and industry for specific skills needed for that group. So that mentor is uh, there is that interface for them as well. That's great. And you talked about food and beverage. Mm -hmm. uh, Miriam is in cosmetics. Uh -huh. Are there other sectors that you tend to get applicants from? Yes. So uh, I couldn't even pull together all the sectors that the applicants were from. <laughs> However, I do have a nice quick summary for the applicant or the participants. Uh, so Miriam um, is what we call part of the consumer products group. So we've got cosmetics in there. Um, we've got kind of a beauty supplement ingestible company. There's food and beverage, there's spirits companies, personal care products, there's some tech companies, um, and we even have an automotive company in our cohort. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. What was the hardest part for you, Miriam, uh, in your startup journey? Was there one bump in the road that you can tell us about that was particularly challenging? You know, there hasn't really been one bump. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's but, been a bumpy road. It's a little thing. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely has been a bumpy road. And there's a lot of highs and lows of starting your own business. But the hardest part is 
really a lack of confidence, not necessarily knowing what you're doing and wanting the reassurance that you're making the right decision. That's the hardest part, in my opinion. Why do you think that's unique to women? I don't think that it is unique to women. I think entrepreneurship follows really similar paths for everyone, but I think women face unique challenges within that in terms of not having as much support, uh, both in terms of peer mentorship and in terms of higher up mentors being Mm -hmm. available to them that are women and also lack of funding. Yeah. Yeah. And social expectations, though, I'm thinking, you know, go back quite a ways. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, right. So we'll talk more in a moment about education and building core skills you need to start a business and how to get them after a short break. Support comes from listeners, thank you, and from premium websites, offering website management and marketing to startups and small businesses. For more, go to premiumwebsites.net. Did you know that women start businesses at twice the rate of men, yet receive less than 3% of venture capital? Welcome back to Biz 503. We're talking this week about the Accelerate Fund and its mission to empower women entrepreneurs. I'm Wendy Cotella, business coach, startup mentor, and teacher here with Rebecca Webb, co-founder of Portland Radio Project. On our panel today are Renee Shade, the deputy director of Accelerate Fund, and Marian Baruzzi, the founder of Spella Cosmetics. Thanks again to both of you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So, Renee, one of the fund's central tenets is education for its participants. So uh, we talked about this a little bit in the Mm -hmm. last segment. Can you talk more specifically about how the education is laid out for the cohort members? Sure. Um, So as I mentioned, this is a 12-month program with one session a month. The overall plan for the program is it is very practical and very actionable. I hope Miriam will nod in agreement, but (laughs) (laughs) the idea is that you are working on something specific to your business, either in the classroom or as soon as you leave the classroom. Um, There's always, you know, uh, you need some sort of background and context for things, but we're not going into theory or case studies. We're going in for practical skills. Um, So we have done uh, just a one page strategic plan. Uh, women identifying their BHAG or Big Hairy Audacious Goal, <laughs> uh, which we need a new acronym for that, by the way. <laughs> uh, they're one word to focus on. So something that is tantamount to their business succeeding and saying, you know, this is the one word, this is the sticky on my computer screen that I need to look at every day. Um, and beyond that, we've taken a look at financials, getting your financials together, putting together financial projections, both within you know your own spreadsheets. And um, Sabrina Parsons from Live Plan has very generously donated a subscription to Live Plan for the full cohort. So that's amazing. that way, yeah, yeah, she's amazing. And so that way, they have a way to look at that in a dynamic fashion online and kind of play with those numbers. Um, We've got marketing, we've got branding, diving into customer persona. Um, One thing that we actually won't have in any of the 12 in-classroom sessions is pitch practice. Um, We want to make sure that the fundamentals of these businesses are incredibly strong and supported. Mm -hmm. So pitch practice is going to be just a, a side session that we'll do as needed. So, Miriam, she said practical and actionable and would hope that you agreed. What's your uh, verdict? Yeah, I love the program. It is very, very actionable. And on top of that, it provides a structure. In entrepreneurship, it's really easy to put some things off. 
but I have a session with Accelerate. I know that I need certain things done before that session to get the most out of it. They offer tweener sessions um, (laughs) to provide additional support if you do need it. So for example, when we had our session on financial projections, they had accountants, tax experts, CFOs come and work with us one-on-one to get our profit and loss statements really fine-tuned, help us with cash flow projections and understanding where we're going to be in six months Mm -hmm. and really understanding the nitty-gritty. And what's also different is not just the actionable steps, but the fact that you're doing it with 21 other women. And Mm -hmm. so I'll go to the session, but then after the fact, when I'm really applying it, I have 21 other people that I can talk to for feedback who are implementing the same lessons in their business at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And um, I actually sat in on that session. And one thing that really blew me away is the folks who were leading those sessions, they had no judgment. And people were able to say, like, honestly, I've been doing my financials like on post-it notes. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> and, and, and we're able to have this transformative experience where they're like, oh, my gosh, all my stuff is in an actual financial system. Mm-hmm. And now I know how to work with a bookkeeper, an accountant, and now I know how to read my numbers. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's actually a good transition to what I was going to ask you about, because you're obviously, as a business owner, you're not going to be doing all these things yourself. Yeah. So do you spend any time talking about where that line is, what you can do initially yourself, and when it's time to hand it off? Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, we actually, so we've been very lucky. Again, um, more of the women in this community supporting us. Kristen Gallagher of Edify is helping us with our curriculum. Um, Kristen has experience in a multitude of areas, but Edify focuses on startups. How do you scale your team successfully? Uh, turnover is incredibly expensive. Um, so there's a financial incentive there. And also just building a cohesive company is important. So one of the things we're doing with Kristen is we actually have two sessions around people. Um, Step one, let's just sit down and evaluate when do you need to bring people on? Uh, What does bringing people on look like? Is this W-2 employees? Is this 1099 contractors? What's appropriate? What's legal? Um, And then having those people in-house the next month is, now how do we manage them? Because uh, it's one thing to get the people in. It's another thing, especially if you've been a solo entrepreneur running your company on your own, you are taking care of all of the things. Uh, I'm assuming you're like a very driven, you are a striver and maybe a touch of a control freak. (laughs) I fall in that camp. And so relinquishing some of these responsibilities to other people can be really, really scary. And so just doing some handholding through that, like how do we set up some systems so this is less scary for you and more functional for them? So that is that is coming. I don't remember my month numbers, but I'm excited for that. <laughs> yeah, Miriam, I wanted to ask you. So, you know, you're you're a very smart, capable person. You grew up with parents owning a business. You've been practicing law. And now you have a one-year-old company that's already like rocking it. But what are the like the hard skills, an example for you? And I was talking about the person who was like, oh, I've gone from post-it notes to an actual system. What has really been kind of mind-blowing for you? Really the financials, Mm -hmm. um, getting a real grip on not necessarily reading a profit and loss statement, Mm -hmm. but being able to predict my cash flow because cosmetics is a very cash intensive industry. So Mm -hmm. you need to put a lot of money in on the front end for big orders and being able to track where I'm going to be financially in six months or a year has been amazing for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, cool. And so after a year, how many employees do you have? I don't have any employees. Zero employees. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is a one-woman show at the moment. I work with a lot of independent contractors who are amazing and 
are really behind the vision of the business and and my core values, uh, and they do exceptional work. But because it's smaller projects that are so skilled, mm -hmm. it hasn't made sense for me to bring on an employee yet. So Wendy mentioned a couple of storefronts that you're in. Mm -hmm. um, anthropology was one of them, right? Yeah, and we are online else? in anthropology. Um, oh, online only. Locally in Portland, we're at Tender Loving Empire at all of their locations and free people and J Crew for the holidays. And then we're in about 36 storefronts um, internationally right now. What's that incredible product, Miriam? <laughs> it's right now we just got a matte liquid lipstick. It's a matte liquid lipstick in eight really wearable shades, but it's vegan, cruelty free, and non toxic. So we comply with EU restrictions. Uh, the EU has banned over 1,300 ingredients in cosmetics, while the FDA has only banned 11. So we hold ourselves to that higher standard. Nice. Well, I think the all important discussion where to get money. <laughs> needs to happen, don't you? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about mentorship, which mm -hmm. provides that sort of lighthouse and also that structure of accountability. Yep. And we've talked about education, which is giving those hardcore business skills. Mm -hmm. And now it, that those two things make you more attractive to and more competitive for getting that, that capital. So yep. that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. Support comes from listeners. Thank you and from premium websites, offering website management and marketing to startups and small businesses. For more, go to premiumwebsites.net. Welcome back to Biz503. We're here with Renee and Miriam from Accelerate Fund and Spella Cosmetics, respectively. And in this segment, the all-important subject, access to capital. It must just really be, Renee, inspiring for you to see so many women going into business. It is. It makes my heart sing. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that Miriam mentioned about just the accelerator program itself is you know, stepping into a room with other women. And when I see them interact and, you know, talk about getting together last week and this and that, it's so great to see them have that support network because being an entrepreneur can be lonely. Um, but in addition to that, like these women have the potential to be an economic powerhouse. As I mentioned earlier, women entrepreneurs aren't properly served through support or through financing. And my one uh, set of stats that I'll throw at you today is uh, venture capitalists talk about 10x returns. Um, to be perfectly frank, those don't happen very often. And uh, the real potential for 10x returns is investing in women. McKinsey did a study last year, and they noted that a $475 billion investment in gender parity, so it, it means many things, but broadly investing in women, has the ability to increase our GDP by $4.3 trillion in less than 10 years. Wow. wow. Yes. And so if you're looking for 10x returns, I mean, A, we should be serving more than half the population, um, and B, like, here we are. Great. So we've talked about the mentorship. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the education piece. Now back to the name of the Accelerator Fund. Yep. Let's talk about the fund. What is the fund? What's the status of the fund? Sure. So we were started with the idea of having funds available for women entrepreneurs. That's our inception story from our four entrepreneurs who had gone out fundraising while female, um, unfortunately, mostly unsuccessfully, but not completely. And so we have always had in mind building a debt fund for women entrepreneurs, which means we would be investing specifically through a loan. So the repayment terms are very clear, um, but they're also written towards earlier stage businesses that are too early and fast growing for banks, but not a good fit for VC and angel groups, either because they don't 
fully understand the business model, or they're really looking at a two to five X return, as opposed to, again, what I mentioned, that mythical 10 X. Um, so we're in the process of developing the debt fund, and we are hoping to be able to open applications up to the women entrepreneurs uh, probably summer of this year. How do you choose your cohorts of entrepreneurs, and is there a cost to them? Sure. So uh, right now we're just open to the state of Oregon, and most of our participants are from the Portland area. It's an in-person program, so there are some limitations on on the geography for that. But uh, we had an open call through our networks, um, reached as many women entrepreneurs as we could, and we were looking for uh, companies who are um, again, in business, it's got to be past ideation phase. You've got to have have tested that and gotten some market validation. Um, so post revenue, so you have you have closed on a sale, um, hopefully beyond a couple family members, <laughs> and also you've got something that you are looking to scale. Um, so right now, I'd say brick and mortar companies. So if you're looking for just a physical store, it's not going to make. What we're doing in the classroom actually won't make sense to your business. So we're looking for women who have companies that are looking to grow nationally, or in Miriam's case, she has already gotten there internationally. Yeah. Several of the cohort members, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Have an international footprint. What countries are you in, Miriam? In, so in North America, U.S. and Canada, and then also in Sweden and the U.S. Virgin Islands and Japan. How did you pick those countries? <laughs> it was people reaching out to me. That's amazing. And interested in carrying our product. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. It's the power of social media. That's fantastic. I think, that I credit it with. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm teaching this class in PSU right now and just tested them on undercapitalization. So the idea that one of the um, most deadly things to your business early on is running out of money. So not yes. correctly understanding how much money you need to get your business off the ground yep. and then not having the money to actually like pay your bills mm -hmm. and then not being able to access uh, the capital. And a mm -hmm. lot of people think you can just go straight to a bank. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Or they, they look for these um, vehicles like cabbage, uh, mm -hmm. which ultimately are horrible interest Ouch. rates. Yeah. yeah. So what are, is there an education component in the Accelerate Fund, which is really talking about the vocabulary of financing? Sure. So um, in twofold ways. So one is sales. Um, as our four founding entrepreneurs found and many other women entrepreneurs find, and if you're going to be a successful entrepreneur, you need to find that the best way to fund your company is by selling to your customers, mm -hmm. uh, bringing money into the door by delivering on the company that you, that, you know, the promise of your company. Um, so we're looking at sales every single session. So out of those 12 sessions, there's a different theme each month, mm -hmm. but there's also at least an hour addressing you know, specifically sales, developing your funnels, your marketing plan, your pipeline, lead conversion, and so on, mm -hmm. um, to really understand, you know, how to go out there and find your customers and and lead them down the path to ultimately purchasing your, your good or service. Um, so that's happening all 12 months. And then in addition, we're talking about, as we're putting together this debt fund, we're you know, very well aware of what it takes to put together a package for a VC or angel and what it takes to put together a bank package. Mm -hmm. um, so indirectly, as we've been doing these finances, your books have got to be in order for everybody. Um, so we're helping develop that through just the basic skills in the classroom and then working with people to help them, you know, if they're going down the bank route, we've got somebody right now looking at funding from a CDFI and we're helping her put together her loan package and you know, get everything together. So hopefully she's successful on that front. And anybody who's going down the VC or angel path, working with them on pitching and so on and so forth. Great. And you talked about Spella going international. Mm -hmm. What are some other success stories? What does success look like? 
when the cohort emerges? Sure. Um, what we are hoping for personally on the Accelerate front is that we want to see these women um, in the next couple of years at least double their size. Um, so we're looking for them to take their revenues and minimum double them. And then also uh, on the employment front, the number of jobs that they're bringing in and the number of jobs that they're maintaining um, so they can have minimal turnover in a more successful company. That's incredible. Um, I was loving hearing the story about, because Rebecca was talking about international mm -hmm. business. I was loving hearing about also operationally, like ideas for people to actually get raw goods or materials mm -hmm. or packaging yep. internationally. I thought that was really incredible. So we haven't really talked much about operations, but that's a big piece about keeping yes. the cost low, right? Yep. Yeah, I think actually, Mary, you were talking about that, right? Yeah, um, especially in our first run of production, our cost of goods was really high, especially because we are focusing on making a very high-end product. Mm -hmm. And also in the first year, realizing that some of these big retailers want a larger margin than I had accounted for, mm. um, the number of samples that are required to be sent out. <laughs> Uh, and so needing to reduce my cost of goods as I grow. And you brought some samples that. for us today, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had. Too. So far, I still haven't gotten any. <laughs> I'm kidding, Mary. I'm kidding. So what about where mm. Accelerate Fund positions itself among sure. other organizations? Yep. I'm thinking of Mercy Corps mm -hmm. and OEN, Oregon Entrepreneurs Network specifically, yes, and we, others. Yeah, we see ourselves as a partner. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of other organizations I could bring up, uh, including one that Miriam works with is women-led. Um, but, you know, right now, as I mentioned, this is an underserved community. Um, there's some more information you can look up into as far as what has happened to small business lending. But it has changed, you know, male or female, whatever your makeup is, it has changed drastically since the financial crisis. And the funding has really dried up on the small business end. And so we see ourselves as working in partnership with existing organizations and helping support just this huge dearth of funding that has happened so far. Um, so it's it's important for us to work together and understand where to point women if they're not a good fit for us. And we just mentioned women-led. Briefly, can you tell us, Miriam, what is women-led and how does it compare to Accelerate Fund? Yeah. So I have been a member of women-led for about two years and I'm on the board, but I'm also part of what we call our mastermind groups or peer-to-peer -peer mentoring groups. And we meet every week consistently. And it's a mix of usually eight to 10 women in different industries, all in scalable businesses. It provides a consistent source of feedback and support that has been really, really pivotal in helping me grow my business. And the one thing that's really different is between Woman-Led and Accelerate Fund is the frequency that you meet at and the mix of businesses. So while Accelerate Fund has the peer-to-peer -peer mentoring with a small group that's at the same stage in the same industry, Woman-Led provides a mix of industries. And so you get a really unique perspective, which is interesting. So cool. Well, great discussion, an exciting time for women in business and also very challenging. So we really appreciate your insight. Thank you both so much for coming in. Thank, Thank you. you. And that's Renee Shade, the Deputy Director of the Accelerate Fund, and Marian Baruzzi, the founder and CEO of Spella Cosmetics. Thanks so much for being here with us. Biz 503 is produced by Kobe Hutzler with Carl Lucky and edited by Daniel Lin. Special production assistance this week from today's co-host, Wendy Cotilla. Thanks, Wendy. My pleasure. Thanks. Biz 503 is a production of Portland Radio Project. And a big thank you to PRP's podcast coordinator, Nishtasia Voisin. I'm Rebecca Webb. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Mm -hmm.